Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. What is now on ESPN Radio. I'm on the kick. Marshall Tucker Band was here last uh, summer, I guess. Maybe two summers ago now. It's crazy. It all blurs together. But either way, we've listened to some kind of bluesy, southern-type rock and roll with the announcement Bonnie Raitt coming back to Missoula September 8th at the Kettle House Amphitheater. So that should be very fun. Hopefully you're having a great Monday. You're listening to Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN MT app. No TV today. We'll be back on the TV starting tomorrow, and uh, very much look forward to that. Missed anything in the first hour of the show. We had the Montana Basketball Hour. Took you all the way through sort of a midseason update as we uh, make the turn and enter the second half of Big Sky Conference play uh, here throughout both the men's and women's leagues, and to also give you a bunch of high school scores. Um Tease for tomorrow. Just got a text back from Scott Anderson. He's the head coach of the Missoula Loyola boys basketball team. They upset Big Fork, but it's hard to say it's an upset because Loyola is undefeated right now in Class B play. Their only loss was to Columbia Falls, one of the top five teams in Class A. And uh, Loyola just beat the top-ranked Big Fork boys. So we'll catch up with Scott Anderson about what's got his team rolling right now tomorrow. But we talked high school hoops, college hoops, all that sort of stuff. Uh on the Montana Basketball Hour, you can find all that on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Need a place uh, to watch any and all of the sporting events. It's a good time of year. Chris Hockey back in the fold. The NHL is rolling. The NBA is rolling. And we got one NFL game left. The Silver Slipper will have it on for you no matter who your favorite team is. They got drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching sports at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. You want to stream the show outside the ESPN MT app? You always can by visiting our station website, 1029ESPN.com, and click on Listen Live. That's where you find the stream. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you got questions, comments, concerns, feedback, or you want to win a free car wash or, or three, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Regich Brothers RV phone line. It's that time. And actually, kind of this time of year, I actually get kind of sad because even though we still got one enormous football game coming up, no longer do we have multiple football games. I think this makes our wives and girlfriends and everybody else happy because there's no excuse to sit on the couch from 1 o'clock until 8 o'clock like I did yesterday. Uh, but Championship Sunday yesterday... Was awesome. Marty Mortowig in studio with us. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback. What's up, Coach? How's your weekend? Turn it up. Coulter, I'll tell you what. The weekend was great. It was exciting, wasn't it? It was. And, and it really gets me once we get to last week. Because you only really have two games on one day. That's right. And 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 what, what great excitement there was, especially in the last game. And now, now we have Jalen Hurts. And Patrick Mahomes, and it looks like 
the two best teams in the National Football League. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Stay tuned. About half an hour from now, we'll be giving you a $50 gift card to Dazzler's. Plus, it's also presented by Rome Student Housing. Rome Student Housing, a great option for you, your aspiring student, or your current student. Just off the University of Montana campus, 10-minute walk from UM and from downtown Missoula. We'll tell you more about Rome coming up as well. Uh, that's the thing that I think is the most striking is the NFL has found this absolutely perfect balance where parity rules the day in terms of which teams can be competitive during the regular season, and yet they still have a system that caters to the best teams making it to the end. And so, you know, on any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody. But then when it comes to the playoffs, I thought this was like chalk. You had the eight best teams and then the four best teams, and now we got the two best teams. It's pretty incredible. There wasn't really a surprise of a team that got maybe like the Detroit Lions. Sure. If they would have been one game better, they might have been able to do some damage in the playoffs. But there wasn't a team like that. So it was sort of crystal clear. And there was no really big upsets, particularly. I do think this, Coulter, that the Kansas City Chiefs, who I'm sort of biased to for many, many reasons, but they got a bunch of breaks, right? They they got the home field advantage. A game wasn't played. Right. Right? So they get the home field. Then they didn't have to play uh, the, the conference championship game at a neutral site sure. because— the Bills lost. Right. And then the Brakes went their game this past game as well. That has to happen sometimes for you to win the whole thing because these last four teams, with the exception maybe of the 49ers, right, anybody still could have won. Cincinnati could have easily uh, made it uh, Burrowhead again. You know, it was Burrowhead. And now it's not Burrowhead. It's back to Arrowhead. <laughs> I love it. We'll get to the post game too, because I thought that was one of the best parts of the whole game. You give Travis Kelsey the mic after they win the championship, you're going to get uh, some entertainment for sure. Uh, we'll do this in the style that we do a lot of times during the first hour on Mondays. We got three big things about the NFC Championship game, three big things about the AFC Championship game. We'll start with the NFC, because that was the first uh, game on the docket. First, before we get to these three big things, though, I wanted to ask you this, Coach. A lot of screaming and yelling, especially on the social media, about the officiating. You spent 26, 27 years in the National Football yeah. League. And you and I are kind of both on the same page. The officials are part of the game, but almost never do I feel that the officiating actually fully determines the game. What is your opinion on this? Well, on a rare occasion. On a rare occasion. On a rare occasion, it has happened. It's happened in games I've coached in. Uh, we're a really poor call, and this... Most of it was back in the day, sure. you know, but 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 had a had a clear crystal clear effect on who won the game. And typically, the call was made towards the end of the game. Uh, I still uh, debate whether a, a, a really horrible call early in the game still leads to an outcome. You you at least have a chance uh, uh, to overcome it when it's not called right at the end of the game. But uh, my wife and I, Lindsay, were watching the ball game. Uh, and we're going, oh, my gosh, get this thing straight, please. Because we're, we're, we kind of talk in depth about what's good for the sure. NFL. Right. What's, what's the good look? Because you sort of get into that. That was a bad look, I thought, for the NFL uh, with some of the officiating that went on the past really two weeks. It, it is. Uh, but then I don't really know what you do to remedy it, right? I mean, first of all, I do think that – Controversial officiating. This is why the NFL is the craziest business in the in the world. 
controversial officiating actually adds to the product because it makes the emotion of the fans even greater. Even if they love it, they hate it, whatever, it gives you more stuff to talk about. It's got just the right right amount of that, you know, the water cooler talk and sure. all of that. Yeah. You know, fist fights at the water cooler. You know, <laughs> so. Right. Uh, but 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 back in the day, I was. You and I have talked about this before. I was totally against the replay uh, right. stuff. I was totally against it because, like you said, referees are part of the game. They make a bad call, overcome it. That's okay, right. and it typically evens out. Maybe not in one game, but over the course of a year, it doesn't always though. Typically in the NFL, there's two teams a year. Uh, that really take the brunt of it. They lose a couple, two, three games because of a questionable right. call. So, uh, and, and but but when Dennis Erickson was coaching the Seattle Seahawks and they got beat and didn't make it to the playoffs. If they win that game, they make it to the playoffs. And 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 then and then Erickson got fired. I mean, I'm going, oh, no, that was a crystal clear. Right. I remember it was a quarterback sneak. He was a, a clear foot away from it. I went, okay, we've got to have replay. But here's the problem, Coulter. Replay only goes so far. There's still so many subjectable calls, you know, you, you know uh, uh, pass interference, a defensive holding, all of those calls, offensive holding, right? All of those are subjective, at least to some extent. And I was arguing in the first hour that it, let's say we completely automated it. Let's say we had artificial intelligence refereeing games. First of all, because there's so many subjective calls, even the most perfect AI in the world would still screw up because there's it's subjective. It's not objective. It's a judgment call. And then also, if you eliminated it and made it perfect, then nobody would have anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Coulter. I like that point of view, by the way. I really like the referees. I, I've got to know many of them. For sure. Throughout the years, they're great guys. They're really, really good at what they do. And most of the time, they're doing two things, by the way. They're a lawyer and totally, referee, right, or totally. they're a teacher. Totally. And a referee, right. or a principal. You know, I do think there's, there's some uh, lean towards going a full-time referees. However, I'm not sure... That's going that's to help some of these subjective calls that are bang, bang. It's so true, man. I mean, we've been debating what is a catch mm-hmm. for, forever, right? A text in from one of our uh, loyal listeners, and this is, this is his words, not mine. But this is a funny and good text. He says, too many additional rules create way too much room for error, just like regulation in government. <laughs> no, 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 it's like tax time, right? Tax time. We're all kind of sort of starting on this thing. I was talking to my mother. On the way home, she lives in San Jose, California, right. home that I grew up in, and she was getting her taxes ready, and I'm and and she's going, man alive, the rules. I said, mom, these rules have just grown and grown. Here comes another rule, another rule, <laughs> another and, rule. and they're in for good reasons. For but sure. then all of a sudden, you go a hundred years of it, right? And the book is too big for anybody. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thanks for the text, Nick. We appreciate you for always following along. All right, three big things about the <laughs> NFC Championship game. It is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Mornaweg in studio. With us here on ESPN Radio, uh, number one, the Eagles won this game handily, thirty-one to seven. But one of the main storylines coming out was sort of the abrupt ending for the San Francisco 49ers because Brock Purdy suffered an injury. But then it gets worse. Brock Purdy's already the Niners' third-string quarterback. Then they bring in Josh Johnson, who's a fourth-string FCS quarterback. We were counting it up, Coach. His his list of teams he's played for. You have to scroll down the page on the internet a couple times. He's played for like half the teams in the NFL. <laughs> so he's a, he's a well-liked guy because he's been in half the locker rooms in the league. Uh, but 
Josh Johnson comes in and then gets knocked out. So then Brock Purdy has to come back in. It was announced this afternoon Brock Purdy tore the UCL yeah. in his right throwing arm. That's a terrible injury. I mean, it's akin to like blowing your knee, but you got to use it's your arm when you're a quarterback. So he literally couldn't throw. And so uh, that sort of overshadowed a lot of it. We're going to get to the, my, my second point is that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and it's not close. We'll get there in a minute. But I think the Eagles would have won this game. And I know you were on the Eagles coming into it, and they looked like the dominant team. But still, it was sort of unfortunate that the Niners were hamstrung so bad by this injury. Yeah, that's too bad with Purdy, uh, uh, the seventh-round pick rookie quarterback. I believe that's five or six rookies that have taken their team to the conference championship right. game and failed. It's so difficult. I just thought... Has anybody would, ever made the Super Bowl? They've never made no, the Super Bowl, no, right? not one rookie right. has ever taken his team and won a conference championship to go to the Super Bowl. It's amazing. I think it's 0-5 or 0-6 yeah, now. sure. And with Purdy being one of them. I think Purdy's going to be a heck of a quarterback. I went through a UCL a little problem one time and had to get it injected. It wasn't as bad as his. Uh, but, but, but you, you know, you can push the ball a little bit. But, but in the NFL, it's, it's, it's quite a little bit different because the lanes are so tight. Uh, and then my man... They go to my man, Josh Johnson. I was, I was privately cheering. Uh, you know, I had him, I think, in two different places, Baltimore and Philly. But I, I, believe, I believe it's 13 or 14 teams in 10 years. It's amazing. And then there's a couple of those years. He's older than that because there's a couple of those years, I believe. Where he wasn't with anybody. Right. Right? So, uh, and what, what a great guy he is. A great man. He comes from Oakland. Uh, right? And has done from the bottom to the top. And he... He, 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 he uh, puts a lot of effort into making the city of Oakland a little bit better. But I was so rooting for him that he gets knocked out. Right. Then they got to put Purdy in or they've got to go to the Wildcat stuff. And Purdy obviously <laughs> uh, couldn't throw the football. I think he threw one screen. Right. You know, with, a, with a torn UCL, I believe is what they call it. But uh, uh, so, so I thought they had very little chance with Purdy. Uh, and then they had almost no chance once Purdy was out of there. It's amazing because the Niners are so talented across the board, and yet lining up against the Eagles, take the quarterback out of it, and even with how good the Niners are, the Eagles were just that much better. I thought you could just see just how unbelievably well-assembled this team is. I mean, they truly don't have any weaknesses. Well, Howie Roseman has built that team, and he built it inside out. And then, and then he got himself a quarterback. For right? sure. I mean, sure. he's got himself. A, they weren't sure. I was, but they weren't. Because, Nobody was because really you're sure. like, Coach Barty's last year in Philly was when they drafted we, Jalen Hurts. We, we drafted him. He's there in part because of me. But, but uh, uh, and, and so, so he built that inside out. And by inside out, O-line, quarterback. Yep. That's the first thing, right? Then the other things come later on. Defense, pass rushers, and cover men. Those four things, O-line, quarterback, pass rushers, cover men, that's what they built themselves on. And then they put the rest of the smaller pieces into play uh, throughout the uh, past, what, a couple of years, really. And what a team they have. They look totally dominant. There's no wonder they're a 1.5 or 2-point favorites going into the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and the great Patrick Mahomes. When it comes to some of the veteran guys that they have, I mean, I thought it was so striking when you looked at the the all-pro team this year. Jason Kelsey is on there, and so is Lane Johnson. So two of the five all-pro 
offensive linemen are both Eagles guys. Well, neither of those guys are spring chickens. I mean, this is like year 10 for Lane Johnson, and this is year, what, 13 probably for, yeah. for Jason Kelsey? Why? And then you look at, you know, Trent Williams, who's in year 13 or 14, was one of the other All-Pro offensive linemen. I mean, Zach Martin. I mean, yep. why is it that sometimes it's not the youth movement on the on the offensive line? Why can guys play at such a high level on the O-line all the way into their mid and late 30s? Some can. There's some, a select some, few. Some. I, I, think, I think quarterbacks probably go the furthest sure. as long as they're built properly. Yeah. They take care. And then offensive line may, may be next. You yeah. know, because receivers and cover man, you need your legs, you know. You know, right. the, and, and, and then right. the big so, guys. Right, like a receiver or a corner, as soon as you lose a step, you're done. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, well, with very few exceptions. You know, there, there are some outliers out there. Sure. The great Jerry Rice, Marcus Allen at the halfbacks. For but sure. But those guys usually, their careers aren't quite as long as, as, a, as a big old lineman. As long as they take care, and they're doing so much better the last let's say two decades for sure taking care of their bodies in the off season for sure because they used to balloon up uh, you, you, you totally. know in the off season and use training camp to to get in shape they don't do that anymore if you can be pretty consistent the whole year uh, you, you might get an extra two or three years and Coulter experience counts for sure we talked about this last week right the blue players that's the highest rated players yeah. on each team once you get in the playoffs typically your blue players play even more blue if 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 I'm explaining that correctly, 100%. right? Your best players play even better. They make the great play right when you need it, right? And then and then and then the orange players, which is kind of the low, lowest rank, play they play more orange. They don't play as well. Now once those orange players become red and then maybe even blue, all of a sudden they've got some experience and they play even a little bit better. You want players, Coulter, who are better in games than they are in practice. And that's what the Philadelphia Eagles have. It's so amazing, too, with the offensive linemen because you can just tell so much of it is their mental acumen and their mental fortitude. I mean, Lane Johnson is is not the physical specimen. I mean, he's still such a specimen, but he's not the strongest guy in the league like he was when he first came in, right? And he's playing on a torn groin. Yeah. But then yeah. he's stonewalling Nick Bosa like it's nothing because yeah. of the mental part, right? Like you're saying, he yeah. took it to the highest level and he can just block out the pain. Those guys are just so amazing to me to be able to do that in their mid-30s. Yeah, I'd take Lane Johnson anywhere. <laughs> For sure. Uh, the, the, he, he's a heck of a heck of a player, and I really like him, too, as a person. And then Kelsey. Kelsey's an undersized center. No, for sure. All right, but 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 leverage oh, but and angles. For sure. That's what he has. He also, don't underestimate the strength oh, of the sure. man as well. But, but, but he's undersized, and he can run. He can run like the very best. Of the old linemen, so so they both they they have they have size, they have strength, they have power, they have athleticism up front on the offensive line in Philadelphia, and that's been such a huge key for Jalen Hurts' emergence. That's been such a huge key for them on offense, and then defensively, it's the same story. I think that that's the part you know we talk about one of the key factors in the NFL, and you and I both are in agreement on this. So much of being an elite NFL team is about continuity, and the Eagles have continuity not just in being on the same page of what they're doing. But they just have so much continuity within what, like, the brand of the organization is, how it fits with the town. I mean, there's not really a coach you can really think of that's better fit for Philly than Nick Sirianni. And you got guys like Jason Kelsey who are, like, cult heroes in Philadelphia. It's just such a cool story because they just there's so much synchronicity there. Yeah, Philadelphia is a unique, cool town now. For sure. Big, big city. Uh, and football 
is big. I mean, big. It is fly, Eagles, fly every single day, even in the offseason in Philadelphia. The last point here about the Eagles, Nuance Now ESPN Radio, uh, and we're going to come back to the Eagles when we talk about the Super Bowl matchup, but you can just tell, too, it's not just about the talent. It's also just about the hunger and the attitude, too. And I think that stood out with them all year, but they've even taken it to the next level. I mean, they have just beat the absolute piss out of the Giants and the 49ers back-to-back weeks. You can tell that they're a hungry team, too. Yeah, and I know we've talked about this before. Let's not underestimate the the, the value of one man's presence in the great Jalen Hurts. No when, question. When they when Jalen didn't play now. For sure. They were rolling too. For sure. All right. And then and then he comes back and they're on a run again, once again. I believe they're thirteen and one when he plays That's or right. something like this. That's right. Right? So uh, uh Jalen is one of those and let's talk about that that continuity and and sort of the mojo with with a great team, right? Or having a great year. Uh it's 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 Player leadership. Right. And you rarely see a team in the final four, even the, you know, the final eight, right, that don't have great, great player leadership. Tough, tough. They don't let anything slide, and they know what it takes to win tough games. Third big thing about the NFC Championship, uh, when it comes to just sort of rehashing the Niners, they are exactly where you need to be. It's actually incredible that they made it to the conference championship with a seventh-round rookie quarterback, but if you can just figure out what you're doing at quarterback, and the fact is they have multiple options. They got Purdy. They got Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. We'll see what they do with him, or if he hits the free agent market, whatever. And then they got the guy who was supposed to be the starter and Trey Lance coming back. You don't have to tweak much if you're San Francisco, right? I mean, you got pretty much everything you need. You just got to figure out the guy under center. They're impressive. They're impressive. The only thing they're missing, I think, is a great, great quarterback like the other three or four teams, you know, in the, totally. in the top yep. five or yep. six, have. Now, they may have one on the roster. Or maybe this Purdy. He might maybe. be the next Tom Brady. Totally. Or maybe the the, the the two guys that have been injured. So, Or, or they may acquire a guy. I, they may be in a, a decent position because that's all they're missing. I do think also, Culture, when they made the trade... For McCaffrey, for the, sure, the runner. Yep. Right. They were, I believe, three and three. That's right. At the time, right, right around five hundred. And I and and I remember you and I talking about this. They would not have done this if they didn't think he was basically the missing link, which I think turned out just beautiful. Well, I don't think they lost. I think I think they won every game until Sunday after they made that except trade. the first one when he was practice when he practiced like twice. That's right. And played. That's, that's right. And, and 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 they lost to I believe Kansas City. That's right. And then they won uh, like 12 straight. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. NFC Championship uh, in the books. We will then rehash the AFC Championship. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with coach Marty. Do you or your student or aspiring student need a convenient affordable place to live while attending the University of Montana? Look no farther than Rome Student Housing. Located on Front Street, just a 10-minute walk from the UM campus and from downtown Missoula, Rome offers a variety of living options for University of Montana students. They have full washers and dryers in every unit. They also have high-speed Wi-Fi and TV packages that comes with the NFL Network. And they have pet-friendly apartments. Plus, you can even tune your bike or your skis in the community tune room for more information and a virtual tour. Visit liveatrome.com. Three big things about the AFC Championship plus free car washes from Dazzler's Car Wash. That's next. Keep it right here. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
for unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. We get a lot of great music here in Missoula, but sometimes you get an announcement that you're just stoked about. And I'm stoked. Bonnie Raitt coming to Kennel House Amphitheater September 8th. Very much uh, look forward to it. Coach, you ever seen Bonnie Raitt in concert? Are you into Bonnie Raitt? Uh, yeah, I like Bonnie Raitt. She she came out. I, I hate to go back to the great <laughs> Willie Nelson. But she opened. Oh, nice. That would be a sweet show. For Willie show. Nelson, back when nobody had heard of her. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and so uh, we're going, okay, who is that? Who? And then and then all of a sudden she hit it big. Uh, why? Because she opened for Willie Nelson. <laughs> Gotta love it. Bonnie Raitt, Kettle House Amphitheater, September 8th. That's a Friday for those keeping track. And don't worry, there's not a Grizz game the next day. They're at Utah Tech. There's not even a Cat game. They are at South Dakota State. So there are games. There's not home games. So it should be a fun uh, Friday night. Uh, in Missoula in a couple months. Monday afternoon, quarterback, Coach Marty Mornoweg with me, Coulter Nuanas here in studio. Uh, three big things about the AFC Championship game. First of all, I thought the post-game press conference was hilarious. Not even press conference, on-the-field interviews. Travis Kelsey remains one of my favorite players. Now he gets a chance to go up against his brother, who's also one of my favorite players, Jason Kelsey. First time ever that brothers have gone against each other in the Super Bowl as players. We've seen the Harbaugh brothers coach against each other, but never players in the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. And that is really, really cool. And I know both of them. I know Jason's certainly much, much better. Sure. But uh, the Kelsey brothers, not only are they just brothers on teams that are going to the Super Bowl, Great players. Like key players, oh, for sure. Pro Bowl, all pro players. And you should hear Jason Kelsey's story. Everybody's got their sure. story of how they made it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this guy walked on. Right. I mean, I think maybe both of them ended up walking on at Cincinnati and, and hit it big. And both were undervalued even coming out of the draft. Right, I think wasn't Kelsey uh, with Kansas City? Wasn't he a second round pick? I, I believe. Right. Yeah, you know. So and um, he becomes one of the greatest tight ends in the history uh, yeah, of the game. You know, and because of uh, Jason's under uh, size, lack of size uh, later down the draft, you know, and uh, immediately, immediately was a starter. Gotta love it. Well, as Travis Kelsey said in the post game when he grabbed the mic, he said, "You gotta put some respect on Patrick Mahomes' name." I thought that was the number one thing that I thought of coming out of this AFC Championship game. All week, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. We're talking about how Joe Burrow is 3-0 against the Chiefs. Burrow has won at Arrowhead twice. They're Carlin at Burrowhead, all that stuff. I thought that was fuel to the fire. I mean, Patrick Mahomes looked like nothing was wrong with him, and he looked like the best quarterback in the NFL again. Well, two things. When I first heard that they were calling it Burrowhead Stadium, I laughed. <laughs> right. But then I went, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, right. For Cincinnati, because there are some proud, proud men on the Kansas City Chiefs roster. For sure. Where does, I mean, Arrowhead has to rank up. I mean, you've coached in some great places. Lambeau Field is awesome. Philadelphia is one of the great places as well. But, I mean, Arrowhead has to rank up there. Oh, going in. 
uh, to Arrowhead to play a ball game was always very, very difficult. One of one of the most difficult ones in the league. The the the, the noise level is so high. Even for a regular season game, I mean, it's difficult to go in there and get a win. And you mentioned that you thought that Mahomes. Well, we all we all thought Mahomes would go, but you thought that the ankle wouldn't be an issue just because he would be able to power through it, and they they get him all ready to go. And they talked about how he spent five hours a day all week getting all rehabbed up, but it didn't seem to be an issue hardly at all. I will bet it was more than five, by the way, <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, I remember I remember the great Brett Favre had an ankle. About the size of a of a grapefruit, and uh, it was twenty four seven. We put one of the young assistant uh, trainers twenty four seven. He slept at the Favre residence and woke Brett up every two hours to give him treatment throughout the night. I mean, I, I'm sure Patrick did some of that as well, and he did. He did hop and hobble just a little, a little bit. bit. And there was only, I would say, two or three throws that. Typically, he would have made yep. that he didn't in that game. Uh, now, the, you, you saw they didn't move him much, but right at the end, yep. right, the last offensive play of yep. the Chiefs during the game, he used his feet, uh, which uh, surprised me just a little bit there at the end, to try desperately to get him into field goal range. Cincinnati, a great run again. They were the defending AFC champions until yesterday. They fall just short of that, but back-to-back AFC title games for Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, and they have an unbelievable core. We'll see what they do moving forward because they're going to have to pay Burrow probably sooner than later. But the whole point here was if you give Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid the ball last, they're going to beat you. It's just amazing how tried and true that is and just how good specifically Coach Reid has been with a variety of different players at his disposal. What makes him so good? Uh, consistency. Yeah. You know, you know and then, and then he, he likes creative players, right? So he gets himself a quarterback that's – really creative, and he allows it within reason, right? As long as it's productive, right? That's what you want to be. And you look at Kelsey. You remember there was a couple of catches where, you know, and he's thinking about, like, well, he did lateral one. No, right. no, no. That's That that wasn't a call play. Right. That, 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 that was a dig and a man in the flat, and then the man turned it up. And, you know, in practice, you you allow those things to occur. Now, that one didn't work, but, but that's just allowing – a little bit of creativity as long as it's productive. Last thing about this AFC Championship game was as good as Mahomes was, as good as Andy Reid is, I thought Isaiah Pacheco played outstanding as well. Uh, sort of an upstart guy, another you know underrated seventh-round guy. But the player of the game in this game was Chris Jones. Chris Jones wreaked absolute havoc. We've talked about the, the Bengals and their... I don't want to say inability to protect Joe Burrow because you're the one that pointed it out to me first. A lot of it is him not protecting himself. But yesterday, a lot of those pressures, it wasn't a matter of Burrow hanging on to the ball too long. It was simply a matter of Chris Jones just absolutely having his way. Yeah, I, I think the first three sacks in the first half, there were four sacks, by the way. Yeah. When that was started to occur, I'm going, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. You know, a little, little, little lean towards the Chiefs there. However, they tend to overcome many of the sacks, uh, but three of those were were, were the line. You know, sure. There was almost no chance for Burrow. The, the other one, and I believe he only got sacked once in the second half. But yep. they 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 consistently pressured him. Now on the other side, I was really surprised that 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 uh, the the uh, the Bengals did not pressure 
Mahomes uh, enough, I didn't for think. Sure, for now, sure. Now, look, you got to be careful, right, with Mahomes, right? But you still have to be aggressive. And I would have tested that ankle, especially early, right, with some zone blitzes, right, and, and make him move a little bit. That's the one thing that I, I bet you Cincinnati, after watching the film and the after-action report, they're going, I wish we would have pressured Mahomes and maybe into one more mistake. You want us now, ESPN Radio, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mordaway joining us in studio. Longtime NFL coach breaking down championship Sunday. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. Call number 6-406-888-1029. If you don't win, go get yourself one of those unlimited deals over there at Dazzler's. Starting at $31 a month, all the way up to the legacy package at $37 a month. Dazzler's Car Wash, located right next door to us here on Radio Way. Keep your car sparkling clean all winter long. Got some quick hitters about the rest of the NFL, plus a Super Bowl preview next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. This is from uh, one of our loyal listeners who also happens to be my mother. She uh, sent a little screenshot that says, uh, Willie Nelson announced last week that he will celebrate his 90th birthday with an all-star concert April 29th and the 30th at the Hollywood Bowl. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Neil Young, Chris Stapleton, Lyle Lovett, Miranda Lambert, Roseanne Cash, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> the Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, and Casey Musgraves will all join Willie Nelson for his 90th birthday. we got to get tickets. I was say, we might have to make a road trip to L.A. or a plane trip, whatever. That sounds pretty darn fun. You know, if we're talking Willie Nelson, it's because the man is in studio, Marty Mornaway, in studio with us here uh, on your radio dial. It is the Monday Afternoon Quarterback, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Keep your car sparkling clean all winter long. Oh, we're going to come back to a couple of these uh, off-season type questions because that's what everybody on Sports Talk Radio uh, is talking about lately. But this is hilarious. They were talking about the the light poles uh, at Phil, in Philly, and I had kind of missed it during the game, and then you just explained it to me a little bit better. Tell people about this. No, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> right? They, days before that it's game, amazing. they had to go out and grease the light poles. Because they didn't want anybody, for safety reasons, of course, <laughs> to be climbing the light post. No, it is crazy there for regular season, let alone the playoffs, let alone an NFC championship game. The people, And it's kind of that mob mentality, right? Sure. Uh, okay, all of a sudden you see six people yeah, trying right. to turn a bus over, and then all of a sudden regular people, they've got all their mental facilities with them. They join in. What are we doing? You know, that's <laughs> the way it is. In Philadelphia, great, great place. I learned to love the fans in Philadelphia. A couple of uh, things for you here before we get back to a little bit of talk about the upcoming Super Bowl. First of all, all, all sorts of rumors and speculation about Aaron Rodgers. 
the New York Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who was recently fired by the Denver Broncos. But Hackett and Rodgers got history after having worked together in Green Bay. So now all the speculation is that Aaron Rodgers might end up in the Big Apple. If that happens, what do you think? Well, look, I don't think... I've never heard of a hiring due to a possibility of acquiring a player. Sure. I just I just have never uh, heard of this. Although I wouldn't put it past some in the NFL. You know, you know I mean, uh, but they're, to do that, if the hiring was solely because of a possibility sure. of gaining a player, the deal's already done. Right. Or it wouldn't have happened, right? Back behind... The closed doors on throwaway phones or whatever you call sure, those. Sure. All these things, see? All right, so I doubt that that was the case. I suspect they hired him because they think that he's a pretty good offensive guy sure. and can help their uh, uh, a man, their quarterback from BYU, right? For sure. I think. I think that's the, the part. But I wouldn't put it past them. If Rodgers ended up in New York, what do you think? Then you've got conspiracy theories. I've studied a lot of conspiracy theories, <laughs> and I yet to have... To believe one, really. <laughs> I, I mean, but they're interesting, right? But, uh, yeah, the, the deal, if if that's the case, the deal's already done, by the way. Uh, you know, For back sure. behind the closed doors, uh, which is illegal. So uh, we might have to cut this part of our conversation <laughs> out. What about uh, Tom Brady? Is he going to end up in Vegas? Man alive. I, You know, with Tom, I thought... For the past couple years. It would be it. That, that, that was it. What a great career he's For had. For sure. He's not quite the same. He's not right? quite the same. He you, still was like second in the league in passing yards this year. Yeah, passing yards. But part, of that's, right. part of that's because they were losing more often that's this right. year. Okay, so uh, however, uh, you put them on a really good team. They can go far. You, you know, this this Super Bowl uh, is one of the first where you have two really, really active quarterbacks, right? So I think the tide is turning just a little bit style-wise as far as quarterbacks. You know, Russell Wilson, I put as, he's more of a pro-style quarterback that can run. For sure. He can gain 20 or something. But you, nobody's ever won the Super Bowl uh, like is is more of a runner than a passer. And Jalen kind of leans that way just a little bit. Mahomes is really, really active. Lamar Jackson hasn't made it to a Super Bowl. Uh, Cam did. Cam sure. made it to a Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, but but he he wasn't uh, quite like uh, these guys. I even uh, I even there's a couple others. You know, uh, 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 Burroughs. And uh, Josh Allen are really, really active, I think, sure. as well. So I think the tide's turning away from the Tom Brady style. Kellen Moore out in Dallas and in for the Los Angeles Chargers in the matter of a weekend, basically. I actually don't even know what I think of that. Uh, if Justin Herbert likes it, I think it's a good thing. I don't know. The Chargers had to do, had to do something uh, after. I mean, because I thought they were one of the most, even though they made the playoffs, you can see that there's a lot more upside there, especially with that young quarterback. Well, there's no question about that with the Chargers. Now with Dallas, right? You know, I suspect that that the head coach there was uh, under some pressure. He's got a little heat, yeah. So he's going, okay. If I'm going down, I'm going to do it. You know, totally. offensively, and I, he must have talked Jerry Jones into that because Jerry and this coordinator there had a great relationship. He played there for several years, That's then right. became a coach and became. The coordinator and Jerry Jones is a very, very loyal type of guy that way. So, so uh, that 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 head coach that looks to me like has one year uh, there in Dallas. And it'll be interesting to see where Sean Payton lands as well. We have had no head coaching hirings 
since the regular season ended because I think everybody is waiting to see what Sean Payton does. That'll be the first domino to to fall before everybody else. Well, you had Frank. Well, that's Frank, right, Frank. Frank. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, so and he's, he's the tired. only one. That's right. That's yeah. Now, yeah, now, now, now with with uh, Sean Payton, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, every, everybody wants him. I'm not so sure about that. Right. Uh, otherwise, it would have been done. Well, now, I think part of it's because he's asking for $20 million a year. Well, well, and, okay, so there's two things, right? <laughs> right. He's asking for so much money, yeah. all right? And then you have to give up some things. Totally, because he's still under contract to with the New Saints, Orleans right. for that. So then once you get down to business, you're going, okay, that much money and uh, draft picks or something else, yeah. uh, is this worth it? And has it worked before? And all those things come into play. So I, I suspect if people really wanted him, uh, that it would have already happened. You want to now ESPN Radio, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornoweg, in studio with us. All right, so we'll give you another preview about the Super Bowl upcoming, but we have the matchup set. It's the Philadelphia Eagles out of the NFC, the Kansas City Chiefs out of the AFC, uh, the two number one seeds, and I think this is the two best teams. Do you agree? Yes, I, I 100% agree. However, on any given, given day, right, since he could have easily won that game if, sure. if the ball bounced their way, right? Uh, uh, San Francisco, I'm not so sure. I thought they were a heck of a team coming in, and I thought it was what they were missing was some experience at the quarterback. They're, they're just a great quarterback way. I think Buffalo just had such a horrible playoff game. It's just horrible. Uh, yeah, you know, but, but they're a heck of a team. For sure. But yes, I agree with you. I think these are the... Two best teams, at least, down the stretch and into the playoffs. The money line, or I guess the the betting line on this, opened at even money yesterday. It's moved in favor of the Chiefs as of today. Minus one and a half on Sports Bet Montana. You can find uh, so many different bets about this game. In-game props, player props, all that sort of stuff. Uh, by visiting Sports Bet Montana's website or by downloading the uh, Sports Bet MT app. Excuse me. Yeah, the Eagles. I yeah, missed both. Yeah. The Eagles are minus one and a half. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was going to look uh, that up because maybe sorry. I thought I saw. No, no, no. Well, yeah. You were correct. I, I'm just backwards. But I didn't um, know it opened it at, at even. Even, but I think that that's it. we were we checked it immediately, like within half an hour of the AFC Championship. So that's a lot of times they yeah. like to see where the money's coming in. Philly, excuse me, a one and a half point favorite. Um, we'll break this down a little bit more next week. But what do you think? I mean, what are the keys? to this game for Philadelphia. Is it Jalen Hurts? Because Patrick Mahomes has been on this stage before. Or is it Patrick Mahomes being able to handle that ferocious Philadelphia defense? I think both of those. Yeah, I think both of those come into play. I'm not so sure that Philadelphia has seen the likes of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm not so sure Patrick Mahomes has seen the likes of the Philadelphia Eagles sure. defense as well. Right? What an interesting matchup that is. And his leg. He gets two weeks. Right? right, so he'll be significantly better, but he's not going to be like he was before the injury. That's right. All right, so so what a great game plan by the Chiefs, by the way, right? With with this leg, right? They didn't move him near as much. Yep. Played from the pocket. They went to some other things. They relied on other schemes. They relied on other people. So what a great game plan by the Chiefs. But but so Jalen Hurts, right now. This is his first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is Mahomes, I believe, third. That's right. Am, am I right there? That's right. He's won, won one and, and lost, lost one. one. That's right. Right? He's got a little bit of experience factor there, which counts. Doesn't mean that they're going to win, but that counts big. Right? Can Jalen keep his sort of uh, sort of calmness a little bit, especially early in the game? And can Kansas City's defense 
who played a heck of a game against Cincinnati. But I think Cincinnati played into their hands a little bit. Yeah. The, the Chiefs are a pass rush team. Uh, you know, and it took them a little while to chip. They started chipping both edges. Why didn't they start the game with that, right? And, and let them know, okay, you ain't going to get one-on-ones very often in this game. I would have started that way rather than gotten to it, right? But, but can, can, can uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles kind of get after Steve Spagnuolo's defense there in Kansas City, who I don't think is quite as good right. as other defenses, right? So Jalen's seen the likes of Kansas City's defense. So I would, I would lean towards... Towards the Philadelphia Eagles right now. It's so interesting too because it shows you how pros can just take it, especially the elite teams with the elite coaching staffs can take it to the top level. The Chiefs have been okay on defense all year long, but their defense was probably, besides Mahomes being clutch, the thing that won them the game against the the Bengals. So that's right. They can raise the level for sure, especially with a guy like Chris Jones. I mean, he is individually one of the great players uh, in. The NFL. We only got about a minute left, and uh, we'll break more of this game down. Actually, we'll break all of this game down all week long, and then next week as well, because we're two weeks away uh, from the game. Uh, anything else to add here before we get out of here? Well, what a great matchup you've got! You've got the Kelsey brothers going at it. Yep. You've got Andy Reid going at his past team, where he's where, where he, was, he, he was in Philly for fourteen years. So that's a lot in of history. Fourteen years, he's the one who's coaching the Philadelphia Eagles history. So you've got that part. You've got. Owners who are very close with you know, these coaches, yeah. right? I mean, it, it goes deep. This is really, really a deep one. Uh, emotionally, uh, on the outskirts, the underlying thing. Uh, what a matchup this is going to be. It's going to be two weeks of some great media stuff, right? And I'm jacked up to do it. We are jacked up to bring it to you. Coach Marty will be back next Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Nuana's Now. Thanks so much to our great sponsors, Dazzler's Car Wash and Rome Student Housing. Tomorrow, a jam-packed slate of prep stuff. Scott Anderson, Missoula Loyola head coach, uh, as well as a variety of other things. We'll see you then, 4 o'clock. This has been Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 montanaadvocates.com.